FM News 100.1 and 1110 KBND. And in the stress list this morning, Eric King, City Manager, City of Bend. Eric, good morning, sir. Good morning to you. Very nice to see you. Thank you for coming in. A um, lot of discussion last night, public comment, et cetera, dealing with the aftermath of Hunnell Road clearing. Tell me what's going on. Well, the uh, city, after a lot of uh, deliberation, um, really, we've been talking about Hunnell for, for quite some time, and uh, we passed a camping code uh, this past March um, with, you know, we, we knew that we need to apply the code citywide. Uh, because of the scale of Hunnell, we provided some additional time. Um, so we, we have time, place, and manner regulations for how camping can occur in the city. Um, and then a number of factors, one, the public safety uh, issues just did not, we did not see it, it decline. It, it got worse over the last couple of months. Um, we have uh, added some additional capacity in the shelter system uh, over the past few months. We've opened up uh, an additional shelter on Franklin, as well as the outdoor shelter uh, on uh, Bear Creek and 27th through Central Oregon Villages. Um, and then, you know, I think we just felt like we need to have consistency in how we apply the code citywide. So those three things really led to the decision to, to move forward with the closure. Uh, the notice began in late June. Uh, and then there was a process uh, where folks that were living there asked for ADA accommodations. Um, and so our code does allow for us to review those, those uh, requests. Uh, they were reviewed, and folks that had an ADA accommodation were provided an additional week. So there was sort of a phased closure. So there was an additional uh, closure that took place this week, and then there'll be um, that second phase next week. County is struggling with a similar battle right now. Yeah, I think all jurisdictions, uh, well, in Oregon, there was uh, some legislation that was passed that uh, requires cities, counties, local government to provide uh, if you're going to, to restrict camping, you need to have time, place, and manner regulation. So there's some sideboards that you need to follow through state law. So cities are going through that, or counties going through that process right now. I know the county is uh, reviewing a camping code. The well. city of Grants Pass had a decision come down from the ninth year with Circuit Court of Appeals. Are you familiar with that? Yes. Um, yeah, it's been um, it's been talked about, and I think we've been looking at not, not just Grants Pass, but Martin versus Boise. There's case law that's being established here in the Ninth Circuit. We're anticipating that that case get heard before the Supreme Court. Um, so, you know, I think it's all, we all are struggling as cities as to, you know, how to handle uh, this issue. So I think we see the impacts of uh, camping in our rights of way and public property. Um, and we do provide opportunities for housing, but we don't provide social services. Cities typically aren't uh, providing addiction uh uh, services or behavior health, things like that. That's typically a role of the county. So um, th this is a, a tough issue because it's a lot of different government agencies coming together. And, you know, I think cities, I think, are struggling because of some of the case law that put a lot of um, focus on cities that aren't, we aren't really equipped. Our core services, our tax uh, base, our revenue sources don't line up with providing public health services, for example. Yeah, and one of the uh, comments made at the county hearing was, I believe, from the county attorney that Bend is a unique situation because we have, uh, we're kind of a magnet for services for homeless, and yet it's not like Portland where they're very urbanized, uh, but we have a large, uh, the county does have yeah. a large area of open space, and Bend is a magnet for um, folks who, need, who want to camp. Yeah, there, you know, Bend is unique in that it's surrounded by a lot of public lands, Forest Service lands, BLM lands, um, you know, Deschutes County, I, I forget the percentage, but it's, uh, it's pretty high of, of publicly owned land. So um, that per, you know, presents a, another challenge, too, with fire risk and, and things like that. All right. Um, 
want to talk a little bit about the transportation fee. I didn't see a lot of that in the notes, but... Yeah, we are just uh, beginning a process to look at how... We had, we put a whole uh, effort together when we updated our transportation plan. It's a 20-year plan a couple years ago, and then with that came a funding plan. Well, the, the first big piece of that was the general obligation bond that voters approved in 2020. Um, but there's other pieces of the funding puzzle, and uh, so we're looking at a potential tr uh, fee that would be assessed on utility bills to uh, help improve the transportation, the operations and maintenance of the systems. So not building new things, but maintaining what we have, um, so better uh, street uh, maintenance, uh, winter operations, uh, things like that. So we're in the process of uh, doing some outreach over the next couple of months to get some feedback on that. Uh, I would anticipate council would make some decisions towards the end of this year on uh, whether or not to go forward with that transportation fee. State is struggling with how to continue to fund ODOT yeah. since uh, electric vehicles are coming in, gas tax revenue is going down. Yeah, again, this is not a, an issue that's unique to Bend, that you know our funding sources for transportation are changing and in most cases declining. So. Um, but the need is there. Um, so just like an asset, you know, your home, you, you can't just not paint it or not, not keep up with that. Um, so we need to make sure that we, uh, you know, the, the longer that you defer maintenance, the more costly it becomes and rebuilding that road. So it's better just to keep on a regime where you're paving it every couple of years. Um, so that's the intent of having more stable, sustainable revenue uh, with, with transportation maintenance. Sounds like you're pretty successful at knocking at Uncle Sam's door and getting some money out of him. <laughs> we, yeah, we've, we were successful over the last couple of months um, with uh, capital dollars. So this is building new projects. Um, and I think a lot of it goes to the credit of our voters that passed the general obligation bond because that, that provided some local funds that we could then go out and match and get federal dollars. So we just over the past a couple of months uh, raised about $30 million in, in federal and state dollars to complete our kind of midtown crossings. These are uh, our central core. Um, we really want to see that redevelop along Third Street. Um, and so big key to that redevelopment is getting better connections, east-west connections. So <clears throat> those transportation projects um, help us do that. The midtown crossing, uh, and we're just at the very initial stages of all of this for getting that uh, I'm talking about the overpass I think it's going to go over yeah. the, the parkway yeah yeah we are it'll it'll be a few years before folks will see something built um, you know I think we really do want to have it be an iconic um, bridge here in Bend it'll be in the center of our town um, and I think there's a lot of opportunities to you know, to, to marry that with some of those redevelopment efforts and to get more housing. You know, I think that's also, we're trying to solve some of our housing challenges with investments in transportation. Speaking of housing, I noticed uh, almost a million dollars uh, coming in from COIC. Is that the state money? So that that was, yeah, the governor's money, the uh, uh, Oregon Emergency Management is with the, the, the funds that the during the first part of the session, the governor allocated over $100 million towards homelessness. Each region got some funds um, and the, those funds went through COIC. So last night we uh, just accepted the about a million dollars in shelter operations, which I mentioned earlier that helped us op open up the uh, Franklin shelter. Absolutely. Okay. Um, and no lack of, of public comment, of course. I wanted to ask you, too, I'm, I'm jumping back and forth, I'm sorry, between the homing is uh, house issue and, yeah. and transportation, but uh, along with the transportation, commute options uh, get an update on the e-bike rebate program. Yeah, about, about a year ago, we saw an opportunity through Pacific Power. Um, some cities have applied for grants. They the Pacific Power has a grant program for communities. 
Um, so we applied to help provide opportunities for e-bikes for low-income folks. Um, so it's become a real popular uh, mode of transportation, um, but they're fairly expensive. Um, so this was a, a grant that provided vouchers uh, meeting certain criteria, income criteria, and uh, Commute Options administered that program. So last night they just shared the success. I think there was about 150 or so folks that received uh, vouchers to purchase e-bikes. Okay. All right. Appreciate that. Something else that was uh, talked about last night, and uh, I think you recently unveiled the Community Engagement Trailer. Yes. That's a fancy way of saying pop-up party. <laughs> it is. I think you know the intent, especially with COVID, is to reestablish some of those connections in neighborhoods. So you know, not everybody's just going to go to a meeting in a you know community center and talk technical neighborhood or land use issues, things like that. So maybe to, to, to really help build our community, you have to start with the basics, and that's just maybe holding a potluck uh, or barbecue, um, you know, having some cornhole games and uh, a spike ball just to um, have conversation and get to know your neighbors. So that's what we're trying to do is just make that process a little easier uh, for, for our neighborhood. So uh, it was an investment that, that the city made that then folks can go from the neighborhood system, uh, go check out or other community groups um, to use it as a way to uh, establish an easy get-together, right? So you're not having to go rent tables from here and chairs from here and you know, scrape things together. It's it's making it a lot more accessible. So it's available to neighborhood groups and mm -hmm. associations, et cetera. Correct. Yeah. Yep. All right. Anything else from last night you want to bring up? Um, you know, I think it was uh, it was our first meeting back. We were took we took a little break for the summer, so um, you know we've we've got a lot on our plate uh, this fall. And I think you know it was it was a tough meeting actually with uh, the issues related to houselessness. And I think we we heard a lot from our community on the impacts that that has on people's lives and, you know, just the human face of, of homelessness. And I think that it definitely sat with me, you know, and, and I, I know these decisions are really tough when we talk about closures and, um, you know, we are trying to balance all these things of protect public safety. And we are trying to build capacity in the system for having better, safer places for folks to go. We're you know, not there yet, but, you know, and I think that last night, some of the comments you know, we're evidence of that. We've got work to do, but I still feel that we do need to make sure that we're, um, one of our duties is to protect our public rights of way and, and help public health and safety. Or, you know, safety in particular is one of our core services. Appreciate it. Eric King, City Manager, City of Bend, thanks for being here today. Thank you. FM News 100.1 and 1110 KBND.